I want to take just a, a few minutes uh, to help us at the beginning of this brand new journey to think about these two words, because there's a lot of talk about them at the moment, isn't there? Like fear and faith and, and how do we respond in the midst of this? Um, I remember in 2008, I, I went to a big youth camp over in America and uh, it, like, it was the Disney World of Youth Camps by an organization called Young Life. And, uh, and they had this thing, the kind of thing that I hate, it's called a high ropes course. I don't know if you've ever been on a high ropes course. Uh, if you've been on a high ropes course, you could put that on WhatsApp now. I've been on a high ropes course. Maybe you have. But, um, but I hate those things. I think that high ropes courses were developed by demon-possessed people. I mean, why would anyone want to be that high? If God wanted me to be in a tree, he would have made me a bird or something. But um, anyway, I can just tell you, I did not want to go on the high ropes course. But um, on the very last day when I was there, we were having lunch, and the people who were hosting me, they they turned to me and they said, we've got great news for you, Matt, and the other people that I was with from the UK. They said, we are, um, we've booked your whole session on the high ropes course, of course. And as you can imagine, I... I wasn't that pleased. In fact, fear started to kick in even then. But I thought it would be rude not to do it. And so I began this journey on the high ropes course. And, uh, and actually, you, you started off, you know, literally about that high off the ground on a rope. And then as you went across the rope, the ground basically went away. And you were basically climbing on this course, which is above a massive ravine. And, uh, and I was terrified. I mean, it was great for my prayer life if, if someone had said to me in that moment when I was like 70 or 80 feet maybe higher up don't worry like that just wouldn't have helped me if I could have just not worried like that then that would have been great but that's just not a reality I was afraid and uh, and the worst thing is it the way that this thing finished was something called a bungee drop and it literally is as bad as it sounds they, they would put you on a platform and strap you to this bungee cord and then one of the instructors would literally push you off and then you would sheer drop and eventually the bungee would catch you and then you'd kind of swing it won't surprise you i did not want to go on the bungee drop but there was no choice it was the only way down and the worst thing is that there was this little girl she was probably like seven or eight years old who went on just before me and like she was so happy about it and as she went down and she just fell through the sky she literally went wee where I was thinking I think I'm gonna wee I literally don't I think I'm just gonna lose control of my body this could be incredibly embarrassing this could be an absolute nightmare and I remember sitting on the platform and the instructor turning to me and strapped me in and said I'm gonna push you and, and I couldn't help myself I just looked at him and said if you push me I'll punch you and uh, which I know is not very Christian, but it, because I was afraid, like, you know, in a sense, I knew that I'd probably be OK, but I was afraid that I might die anyway before I could say anything. He pushed me off and I fell. And, and for those moments of falling, which seemed like an eternity, I let out this guttural roar. I think my two sons, who are thousands of miles away, probably heard me. This roar that came from within me. But then eventually the bungee caught and that I was no longer falling, but I was, I was flying, I was being held, even though it was a nightmare in the moment. And when I think about that, and which is trivial and stupid, but it helps me to think about how we all respond in this. Like many of us are fearful, many of us are anxious, many of us are concerned. We're worried about our health, we're worried about our finances, our homes, we're worried about our, our loved ones, we're worried about being isolated. And let me say, to be worried, and to be a bit fearful and to be anxious is to be human. It's okay. It's understandable that we have those responses. So, so maybe it's not about 
fear in uh, faith instead of fear. Maybe there's a reality that we will experience fear and faith. I, I remember Brenny Brown once said that um, that courage is fear that has said its prayers. The reality of fear, but the reality of faith that we can push into faith too. And, and so how do we respond in the natural reality of fear? Well, certainly we've seen the way that we don't want people to respond, which is through selfishness and self-preservation. And so panic buying, stocks are empty. I still don't know why people are selling out of toilet paper. But what is that about? But we've seen it, that when fear, we, we're so worried about ourselves, we become selfish and self-preservation, which breeds more fear, doesn't it? I watched a, a, a news clip of a guy who was loading up his car with far more than he needed. And he was asked by the interview, like, why are you getting so much stuff? And his answer was, because everyone's doing it. And so because everyone's doing it, I feel I need to do it. And that's what happens. Fear can breed selfishness and selfishness breeds more fear. We know that's not a great way of dealing with this. So how do we do it? Like a man came up to Jesus once and you see this in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, this little conversation. And he said to Jesus, like, what's the best way of living life? The most important commandment. That's how he framed it. But essentially he was saying, what is the best way of doing life? And Jesus famously replied, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and all of your soul and all of your mind and all of your strength and love your neighbor as yourself. And I think. Like that brilliant simplicity of that command is really important to all of us in this moment because it talks about three better S's, not selfishness, but self-care, service and surrender. It speaks about self-care. Love your neighbor as yourself. Like, folks, we do need to look after ourselves. Like if you've ever been on a plane and you listen to what they say at the start, like if the cabin pressure falls, then oxygen mask will fall. And they say, put on your own mask first and then help others. Self-care is not selfishness. Self-care is loving yourself so that you can then care for others. That's the goal of self-care. We're looking after ourselves. We're looking out for ourselves in order that then we can help other people. So love yourself. Self-care, it is important. It's not selfishness, but it's not self-preservation hoarding. But hopefully our self-care will lead to serving other people. Love your neighbor as yourself, as we care for ourselves. So we should want to care for other people. Because if we look after ourselves, hopefully that will reduce our fears a little bit. If then if we look after our neighbors, that will help them too. Like this is a shout out just on the off chance that anyone from Endeavour Close, the amazing place that I live uh, with Amy in Lower Stondon. Like our neighbours, we've got a WhatsApp group, group, group going on. And like every day people are saying, I'm popping to the shops. What do people need? You need nappies, paracetamol. And it's just been brilliant to see people looking out for each other and looking after each other. Because when they do that, what does it do? It calms our fears. Self-care calms our fears. Serving others calms our collective fears. And then this last thing then is surrender. This, this thing where, where Jesus says the most important thing is that you love God with all of your heart and soul and mind and strength. You love him. You trust him. I don't know where you are as you watch this. Maybe you would call yourself a, a card-carrying crazy Jesus Christ follower, a follower of Jesus. Or maybe you're a, a militant atheist and you think all of this stuff is mad. Maybe this is a moment just to give God a go. Just, just to see, God, are you out there? 
what, what would happen if I put you first in my life and I, I reached out to you in this moment? I put my trust in you. Like, I don't mind flying, but I hate turbulence. Like, I get really, really anxious about turbulence. I don't know if you feel the same. But when, when the, when the uh, plane is turbulent, what I do, I don't know if you do this, I look at the, at the, um, the air crew. I look at the air crew and I, I look at them to see, do they look anxious? And if the air crew were running it down the corridors, uh, the aisles of the plane going, we're all going to die, we're all going to die, I would be anxious. I would be really worried. But if I look at them and they look calm, they look like this is okay. Like we can get through this. If I look at them, even though I might still feel a bit worried, if they look okay, then I know I can be okay. And the Bible invites us to look to Jesus. Because Jesus isn't anxious. Jesus isn't worried. He cares for us. The Bible says he weeps for us. He has great compassion over us. He knows we're weak and frail and worried. And he invites us to put our trust in him, which can simply mean for me like every morning asking him for peace, surrendering to him, saying, God, I haven't got all the answers to this. But God revealed in Jesus, I invite you to give me your peace. Give me strength. Help me to be selfless and not selfish. Help me to, to take care of myself but others. Help me to be kind and compassionate. And as I do that, let me do that with empathy and creativity and imagination. Let, let me be like you would be. Because if you look at Jesus when he was around 2,000 years ago, he was full of compassion. He was so other-centered. Help me to be like that. Help me to live a life of love and joy and peace and goodness and kindness and gentleness and faithfulness, grace and mercy, justice, generosity, forgiveness. Maybe these are moments to be reconciled even across the internet, even across our mobile devices. But just to depend upon him, put our trust in him. God, I don't know how we're going to get through this, but I place my trust in you. That's the great invitation. Like, are you going to be fearful? Of course you're fearful a bit fearful, anxious. We'll feel that in different ways. That's what it means to be human. But it's how we respond in this, not with selfishness, but let's commit to self-care. Let's commit to serving others and surrender to Jesus. And so I want to invite you to take this question away with you this week. Think about this. What practice can you explore each day to help you with your own self-care, serving other people, and surrendering to Jesus. Like every day, starting each day, even thinking, a moment to reflect and pause, even if you're not interested in this faith stuff, a moment to pause. How can I care for myself today? How can I care for other people today? And maybe I need to, to surrender to something bigger than myself, the very divine, and invite the divine God himself into my life. See what happens after all, because maybe, just maybe, as you do those three simple daily practices, you will find that peace comes and replaces fear.